In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. Finish the sentence. The more things change, the more things change. How many Lutherans does it take to change a light bulb? There's two answers to that riddle. The first one is change. The second one is seven. One to change the light bulb and six to reminisce about the old light bulb. You as a congregation have been through so much change over the last 20 months. You have endured a pandemic. You had a pastor of 25 years who announced he was going to retire. You had to shut down because of the pandemic. Then you called some bum from Milwaukee to be your new pastor. Your pastor of 25 years who was well-loved passed on into eternal life. We installed a deaconess, our first ever deaconess here. And then we decided to do a renovation project. As somebody said to me the other day in the office, I'm ready for all of the change to stop. And I agree. But the more things change, the more they stay the same. You have encountered so many changes both here in the church and throughout the world and the community that you live in. But make no hesitation about what you have heard today. From Revelation chapter 14, John says that he sees another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, and language, and people, to everyone. Today is Reformation Sunday. For those of you in the Lutheran Church, 504 years ago, Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the castle church doors in Wittenberg, Germany. He simply posted something sort of like we would say on a blog. And he wanted to have a discussion about how one is saved. This is a time where we in the Lutheran church tend to get a little proud. We tend to fist bump each other against those pesky Catholics. We talk about eating bratwurst and sauerkraut. And we tend to relish all of those things that are German, even though you have a Latvian pastor preaching to you today. <laughs> even though we had a gorgeous little girl baptized whose father is from Kenya and was raised as a Lutheran. This eternal gospel goes out to all the world. It began first with the Jews, then the Gentiles. It's made its way across land and sea to all places, and for 80-some-odd years it has been proclaimed at this place. No matter what changes this congregation has endured, no matter what our country has endured or suffered through or rejoiced over, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That is the truth. All are in need of the saving grace of Jesus Christ. That is the truth. The only way to be saved is through Jesus Christ and him alone. No one comes to the Father but by me, says Jesus. And there are those today who balk at that, who reject that, who say it's too narrow-minded, too bigoted, too centered on one narrow way. But nonetheless, we proclaim Christ and him crucified for all people of every generation and every nation. 
here even at this place, no matter what changes. You may not like the floor. You may not like the way the candles are positioned. You may not like where we put the altar, or maybe the fact that now I'm not just facing this side, but now I'm facing everybody. These things are glorious to see and to receive, but in many ways they are inconsequential. Because even if this building were to fall down and crumble, heaven forbid, the gospel of eternal life is still planted at this place. It's what your prior pastor preached so eloquently and so well for 25 years. It's what I've been called to do and strive to do for you as well, no matter how the world receives it. Jesus says the kingdom of God suffers violence. It happened with all the prophets. It happened with John the Baptist. He himself was looked upon as a glutton, a drunkard, because he talked and spoke to sinners. People broken by the world. People broken by things that they have said and done and thought and that they reject. People who have been broken by the world with people abusing them, rejecting them, and neglecting them as well. The gospel is for all people of every race, nation, tribe, language. It is for all people who are suffering the effects of sin and the changes and chances and the worries of this world. It is given so that grace may be given, that people might be forgiven of their sins and granted eternal life, that they might have the freedom and the hope that no matter what we face in this life, even if it should be death itself, there is hope and peace in Jesus. You're going to see two of our youth come forward today to confirm what was given in their baptism so many years ago. They are going to leave their parents and they are going to stand before the altar of God on their own and confess that they believe all of this to be true. What an amazing thing. Here in the 21st century with all of the technology, all of the screens and all of the influences that we see around us pulling and tugging and stretching us in so many different ways, yet here is the kingdom of God today. Here is God at work even in our youth who confess Jesus Christ and his holy name. That this was given to them in their own baptism just as it was with you and that they will swear upon their confirmation to suffer even all, even death, rather than fall away from this church. They might be a little nervous about that, but I turn it back on to you as well. You have said that you are willing to suffer all rather than fall away from this church, even if it means death. We might say, well, that seems a little bold, it seems a little strong, it seems like a little narrow-minded, but remember what this gospel is all about. Jesus says, take heart, I have overcome the world. I have even overcome death. All through the forgiveness of all of your sins. Come to me, all who labor and who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Bring all of your sin, all of your garbage, all of your suffering, and place it onto Christ so that he may take it away freely from you and grant you his peace. 
peace that passes the world's understanding, peace that will guard your hearts and minds by Christ Jesus, because his blood has been shed for you. Christ Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever for all of you. And so, yes, the more things change, the more that this gospel, this eternal gospel, will stay the same. And rather than picking apart the things that we love or don't love about everything that we see here today and rejoice over, rejoice that you get to come to yet again the Lord's table to receive the Lord himself. Rejoice that you have a new sister in Christ and little Corinne. She has had her sins washed away. She is now a new family member of God. You have a new sister today. Rejoice in Emma and Isaac as they join you at the Lord's table today to receive for the first time his body and blood for the forgiveness of sins and as Emma would say, muscles. <laughs> the strengthening of faith. I didn't embarrass you that bad. <laughs> Jesus is here to take on all the changes, the chances, the challenges of this life and to say, I have overcome it by the forgiveness of all of your sins. The more things change, the more this place shall always remain the same, because this place will always be about Jesus Christ and his eternal gospel. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.